Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place, 1234 in Edmonton. We just had Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland on the show. The trade deadline is Monday. We'll have extended coverage that day from Colorado. Uh, I'll be uh, hosting from 11 to 2. Brennan Escott will be a big part of the show. Jack and Cam uh, will be out uh, grabbing some audio and tape for us. Uh, The deadline, I believe, is at 1 o'clock Mountain Standard Time on uh, Monday. We just had Ken Holland on. He said he'd like to add a defenseman. Uh, I think we can assume it's a left shot D. I'm going to give you a quick update in the lines and then get to Brian Lawton. so, yes, a Pugliarvi back. He's in tomorrow. It'll be McDavid with Kane and Yamamoto. They've been playing very well last uh, couple games together. Drysaddle with Hyman on the left side, and in my mind, he's a way, he seems way more comfortable on left wing than right wing. Hyman back to left wing. Pugliarvi will play right wing on that line. McLeod goes from playing left wing on the second line to centering the fourth line with Archibald and Cassian. Shore with Fogel and Derek Ryan. Ken Holland saying that Ryan Nugent Hopkins sometime back between the 24th to the 28th. You know where he's going. Right in that spot where Devin Shore is playing once he comes back in. A little bit surprised that Russell uh, today is paired with Tyson Berry in the third pairing and Broberg's in the fourth pairing with William Lagason, Keith and Bouchard, Nurse and CeCe, and Mike Smith is in the starter's net. All right, that's an update for you. Uh, here we go. Uh, we are going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined by Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Doing fantastic, Bob. How are you? Good. Interesting times here. I mean, Ken was pretty specific uh, saying, you know, uh, uh, you know, probably defense. I, I'm... It's interesting with Josh Archibald. You know the situation in Canada. You can't move around in this country unless you're vaccinated. You can't fly in Canada unless you're vaccinated. Uh, It does sound as though if you're vaccinated, they're going to be lifting the requirement to have a test to get back into the country, uh, possibly as early as April. Though the Canadian government has teamed up with an initiative that is led by the the World Economic Forum, and that's just going to get the conspiracy theorists out there. That's a whole other conversation. That's why we have David Staples on, but it's an issue for Josh Archibald because he's a good player. He's an important top six or bottom six guy for Edmonton, but he's not vaxxed, which means he can't play the road games. And I wonder whether or not uh, I'm going to get you to put your GM hat on here, Brian. Do you think there'd be teams that would potentially look at trading for Archibald 
you know, a $1.5 million cap hit. I mean, he's a serviceable NHL. He's a good bottom six player, provides some bite and energy to the team's lineup. Is he an, an asset that could be potentially in play here? And that would allow Edmonton maybe to get a different type of forward as a result. Uh, I think an American team might consider it. I don't think anybody in Canada right. will. Right. But, hey, there's still still a bunch of teams left, so you never know. He actually, I thought, played he was pretty effective, to be honest with you, last game in particular. So, uh, yeah, they might be able to get an asset. Feels like a long shot. Feels like with what's happening with the deadline, everything backed up, not a lot of trades, although Colorado's been busy. But uh, other than that, I feel like these types of trades in a normal year would have a decent chance to get done. But in a year like this, when everybody it looks like is going to literally be waiting to the very, very, very end, not because necessarily cap space, it's irrelevant at this point. Now we're close enough where it really doesn't matter, but more because people just aren't getting the prices that they want for players. So I think it's got to all get back up to the end, and I think some teams that are big-time sellers are going to really struggle to even be able to get rid of all the players they have because they're not set up properly to be able to facilitate that many trades at the very, very end or in the last hour. I literally think it's going to be crazy. Brian, how much of this is it's got to be money in, money out because there's 16 teams that are in LTIR like Edmonton right now. How much of it's that and how much of it is because nobody's chasing in the East. Like the four teams in the respective divisions the top four teams, they're in, and the bottom four teams in the respective divisions, they're out. Like, there's nobody that's going to chase down any of those teams, and Washington's not going to get caught here. So is it because there's eight definitive sellers, or is it because there's, uh, in the Eastern Conference alone, and, and probably four at least in the West right now, so there's, there's 12 definite sellers at this time. There's not a lot of teams chasing, and also... Because you have 16 teams in LTIR, which one factors more in the lack of uh, movement at this time? More, more a function of supply and demand this year. More sellers and buyers. That's abnormal. That's way abnormal. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that the East has already decided she don't have any extra teams really pushing to try to sneak in at the end. Um, and the teams in the West that are there, you know, a lot of them just aren't capable of doing much. Vegas isn't going to be making any big moves, in my opinion, although maybe, just maybe, they could be on the hunt for a goaltender. Nobody knows for sure, but that's a possibility. Um, but that's it. That's all I'd see them doing, and that would only be a player on LTI replaced by an incoming player. We have so, uh, no. I, th- I said supply and demand more than anything, Bob. I'm 100% convinced of that. Just not that many people buying. They're being picky. And a lot of the focus or the conversations have been about all the same players that you're hearing. Everybody would love Hampus Lindholm. Edmonton Kenny says he's looking for a left D. Great. He'd love Lindholm. That would be fantastic. Uh, go right on down the line. Maybe a Giordano. Is he going to go play for Edmonton? Probably not. You never know. Uh, maybe Nick Letty. Um, how about a Brett Kulak? Maybe I've even heard guys like that. Of course, Ben Sherratt. So a lot of focus just on the same players, really stuffing things up. What do you think of Jacob Middleton? 
from San Jose. Third uh, left shot deep. Sir, Tough, got some bite. Can yes. go penalty. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a specialty need, he has proven to be able to give that effectively. Um, and you may see some teams default down to that when it's all said and done. But um, I still think there's a lot of teams that have hope on the same guys, and that's going to really force it to the end, in my opinion. That's what's going to change it. I mean, Jacob Middleton is a guy that, you know, if you want a little bit of size, if you want a guy that's going to kill penalties, um, he certainly played big with big partners. Not necessarily the big minutes his partners have, but, you know, there's, there's something there. Well, uh, you might see some teams default down to that as we get closer to the deadline. Pierre Lebrun reporting the Florida Panthers are trading Frank Vitrano to the New York Rangers for a fourth-round pick. Uh, the trade call hasn't happened. Now, that could be a setup deal for Florida to engage to get, to, to get after, a, with all due respect to Frank Vitrano, a better player. You think that's, they've got Owen Tippett to dangle, do they not? They do. Uh, Frankie Vitrano was a money deal, though, for them at two and a half million right. bucks. Right. Everybody, everybody, everybody that's in the new in the know knew that Florida was just trying to dump him. Have been trying right. to dump him. It was hard for him to even get into the lineup there, to be honest with you. But he is a serviceable player, and that's you know for the Rangers. I'm surprised to see them do it because it's going to eat up some of their space. But they do have space. You know, they got a lot. Well, and and so you know now Florida opens up another two and a half million dollars there, and does that allow them potentially to get in on Claude Giroux? Because everybody assumes, I mean, Chris McFarland was in Philadelphia for four games in a row, uh, so that's a pretty good idea. That uh, you know maybe maybe they're they're. Uh, I I wonder whether or not Florida's going. And they they move out uh, Vitrano, and now they can go after a bigger player. Does Giroux be the guy that makes the most sense there? I don't think it's Giroux. I think it's a defenseman. I couldn't tell you who right now, but from everybody I've talked to, I'd be leaning more that way. The Claude Giroux one is interesting. You know, it's always been Colorado. We've always talked about Colorado. Chuck Fletcher hasn't let anything out of the bag, but at the end of the day, when you're trading a player like Claude Giroux, who you have to respect, Patrick Kane would be of the same ilk. You have to go to these guys and respect that. It's their call. Everybody gets that. But you're also running the team, and it's your job to do the best job you can. And the way to handle those is very clear. You need to give me three teams. Don't. I had a player give me one team once. That's in the Hall of Fame now and is an NHL head coach. And after a difficult conversation, we worked out that that would never be an option. Was this, you can't make a deal for your club when that happens. Was his name Martin by chance? <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> he was not traded when I was there. Let's just put it that way in Tampa. <laughs> so, but yes, I have been faced with that dilemma, and I have very strong feelings on how you got to handle it. Claude Giroux has been interesting to me because, you know, we haven't heard much information on it. So, but even when a guy has a no-move clause, you should never trade him unless he gives you at least three teams. So you have a chance to at least make a deal that makes sense. He played four more years for the Lightning after you mm-hmm. left. So obviously, I told you we worked it out, Bob. Yes, and that and that happens sometimes too, right? So, uh, 
How many times, by the way, I mean, we, we hear this, and, and I think the assumption is that we're going to start. I mean, Ken, Ken Holland said, you know, we got to get Mike Smith up and running. Fans don't want to hear that. What they want to hear is Edmonton gives up a first-round draft choice and Chicago eats half the money and the Oilers get Marc-Andre Fleury. But Fleury gets to pick and choose where he wants to go. And, I mean, I'm wondering whether or not there's a possibility – uh, that he just ends up staying in Chicago, or how active do you think maybe Toronto or Vegas will be? Uh, and and did Vegas play this the wrong way? What happened there? Like, how does was Flurry not part of their culture? Should he not have been prioritized over Robin Lehner? What do you think? Uh, I've never agreed with that one, and I'm good friends with Kelly. I actually need to speak to him today on something, and I will after this phone call. But. Um, that's, you know, that's water under the bridge at this point. I've always just assumed that they have a laser-focused, I don't want to say ruthless, but, you know, it's just about winning the cup, and they're doing what they felt they needed to do, and some of the things have worked out fabulous, and some haven't. Right now they're in a bad way, so they're probably taking on a lot of water, so to speak. But, um, you know, overall, George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon have done a pretty damn good job with that team how they built it, how they've created it. But right now is a little bit of a low point for them or a dark point for them. Uh, will they correct it? I'm sure Edmonton fans hope not. Uh, we'll see. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough because you just keep kind of waiting, hoping. When your team is totally signed like that, the way their team is, they're waiting and hoping for players to come back, and yet they're waiting and hoping only certain players come back. That's a tough spot to be in. Your goaltending has not been as good as when Flurry was there. That's just my opinion. They may differ. But, um, you know, that, that's a fascinating story unfolding in front of everyone's eyes right now. They're 4-9-1 and one in their last 14 games. I mean, I, I didn't even check. Uh, you know, we have the Buffalo Sabres here tomorrow. Alex Tuck, uh, you know, he's, he's from Syracuse. I mean, he was happy to get traded to Buffalo, but he's got frankly a really good contract they get Peyton Krebs I've always liked Krebs he's got a little bit of bite in his game he's a competitive player reminds me a bit of Konechny uh, with the Flyers and then they've also got Buffalo's got three number ones because they got the number one for ben, uh, uh, for Reinhardt for, for Sam Reinhardt now they got the number one for Eichel I, I know maybe they should have allowed him to do the actual surgery but at the end of the day it's not looking like they made that bad of a trade you know what I'm saying Brian? I'm shocked at how well it's worked out for them thus far. That pick is top 10 protected, if I'm not mistaken. But but I don't believe that, you know, there's any way Vegas would drop below that anyhow. So, uh, no, that's looking like it's working out nicely right now. I'm always hesitant to judge trades right off the bat. Jack Eichel, on the other hand, uh, you know, you knew it was going to take him at least 10 to 15 games to feel anywhere near himself. So we're still in that window. But um, for Buffalo, Alex Tuck is a really effective player. He has blossomed into a point-of-game player there. That's been surprising. Peyton Krebs is coming on like a freight train right now, you know, after not really playing much for Vegas, and then they still got the first to hang their hat on. While Jack Eichel has been slow, certainly out of the gate by his standards, but he will pick up steam in time, that's for sure. Brian, great stuff. Thank you for joining us. Have a uh, most uh, – you're obviously working the uh, trade deadline day for the NHL Network. Is that right? 
I will be on uh, Sportsnet throughout Canada, I'm told, for uh, most of the day. I'm looking forward to it. We'll simulcast the NHL uh, network and Sportsnet working together that day. Awesome stuff. I'll be in... Colorado, so maybe we'll try to squeeze uh, in a call at some point during the course of our coverage as well, if possible. Okay, latest information is no talks for a goalie that's there yet, so what does that mean? We'll find out really quickly here. Yes, absolutely. Great stuff. Thanks a lot. Take care. Okay, thanks, Bob. Yep, that's Brian Lawton. It's 1249 in Edmonton. I'm wrong on Vegas's record. They're not 4-9-1. and one. The Chiseler down in Vegas has just texted me. The Golden Knights are 4-11-1 in their last 16. Well, I mean, the Oilers had a 2-11-2 run at one point this season. Two games left in the homestand. Yes, a Paul Yarvey back. He's going to play, according to Ken Holland, tomorrow. Well, we know that. And Chris Russell looks like he's in as well. Oilers uh, put... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Tyler Benson on waivers. We'll get to NHL today and the Oilers Now injury report when we return on Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Uh, ideally, probably defense. I think this time of the year, um, you know, again, I, we and I talked about forwards. I, you know, when I look at the addition of uh, Kane in the last six weeks or however long it's been here, and you, we bring in Archibald. Now, obviously, Archibald is a unique situation because uh, you know he can only really play home, really play home games. Um, you know, when we go south of the border, we'll have his cap space, and you know you'll have players. Sevier down there can can join us. So we've got some some depth. So I think that our depth up front. There you go. Uh... So, looks like uh, defense is going to be the position that the Oilers target. Third pairing, left shot, D. And, again, money in, money out for Edmonton. I think they got about $559,000 worth of cap space or something to that effect. Into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist, Edmonton-owned and operated. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brennan Escott. Not too much doing. Four games tonight in the NHL. Ottawa is home to Columbus and Calgary entertains New Jersey. Alex Ovechkin passed Yarmir Yager now standing alone in third place on the NHL's all-time goal scoring list with 767. Former first rounder I think in 2009 draft Peter Holland retiring at 31 years old. He last played in 2017-18. Condors trying to snap a three-game losing skid tonight on the road against Ontario. Oil Kings can make it 15 consecutive wins. Saskatoon is in town at Rogers Place tonight. Calgary will be here on Friday. And the Alberta Golden Bears meet the UBC Thunderbirds for the Canada West Championship at the Claire Drake this weekend. All right, there you have it. Let's uh, get to the Oilers Now Injury Report. It is brought to you daily by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. 
You might argue that Trent Brown might be unrivaled as the best Golden Bears football player in the last 35 years, went on to become an all-star safety and win uh, Greg Cups with the then-named Edmonton uh, Eskimos. should mention the Edmonton Elks today announced the retirement of Adarius Bowman, who was heavily involved in our community on a multitude of fronts. Very good receiver uh, slot in the uh, CFL. All right, uh, so... The news of the day, Paul Yarvey and Russell appear to be both being. Ken Holland saying Paul Yarvey's going to play and Russell's going to play tomorrow. Russell paired with Tyson Berry. That means Philip Broberg would likely come out. Paul Yarvey on a line with Zach Hyman and Leon Dreisaitl. Ryan Nugent Hopkins somewhere between... Um, uh, Ken Holland saying between the 24th to the 28th, Kyle Turris on LTIR. Oscar Clefbaum on LTIR. Tomorrow, Edmonton plays Buffalo. Uh, Drake Kajula had back surgery. Former Edmonton Oilers scored 13 goals for the Oilers back in 17-18. He's a UFA. Out with uh, an upper body challenge for the season, Malcolm Subban. They've also had uh, Colin Miller out of the lineup with an upper body issue and uh, Zach Fitzgerald. Zach Fitzgerald? Casey? Casey Fitzgerald. Zach Fitzgerald was a tough guy about 15 years ago. I'm getting old. Uh, By the way, there are two goaltenders, speaking of old. Craig Anderson, 40 years of age, 10 years as the number one goalie in Ottawa. Uh, 750K this year. And Dustin Gokarski also making 750,000. He was the goaltender that led Spokane to the Memorial Cup. 14 seasons he's played games in the AHL. 363 appearances in the A. Uh, The Sabres struggling to say the least on the road 9-16 and 4. Edmonton found a way to get it done yesterday against Detroit. It was not pretty. I think we can all agree on that. You can text us at 780-496-0063 and at this time I'm going to uh, go into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Again, that number is 780-496-0063. Brendan, I didn't have it up so let's hope that I'm actually able to fire it up. Um, this one comes in from Andresito in Nelson, B.C. Bob Geldof. <laughs> you haven't talked much about Giordano. Does he have a no-movement clause? You'd hope uh, he'd come out, uh, come here to shove it up the flames. You know what? Uh, it'd be a huge addition. The Oilers can't afford the cap hit. You know, like that's the thing. And then they'd have to give up multiple assets because they'd have to get a, a, a third team. It just it doesn't make sense. Um this text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob Koski has to stop playing the puck. How many times can this happen to him? Uh, it has to be some sort of record. Um, I had this conversation with Cam Moon during the course of last night's game. And Cam said it's not his puck handling ability. It's the decision making that comes back to bite him. Well, the orders were... Uh, able to overcome it last night and ultimately beat Detroit 7-5. AJ has texted us to say, Bob, I still think the Oilers need to be tougher to play against, especially for the playoffs. AJ, guess what? I agree. Okay? If it's me, I'm looking for a guy that's got some bite in the third pairing on the left side, and I'm contemplating finding a way to get a fourth-line winger that's got a little bit of bite, too, and that you can play on the road because you can't play Archibald on the road. We'll see what happens here. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, David Staples, love him or hate him. And many of you feel, well, one or the other. Uh, we'll have David Staples from the Cult of Hockey when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.